Spring of Life Fellowship and its pastor, Joaquin G. Molina, invites you to listen to a message of restoration and strengthening for your life. Be a part of the vision, changing the world. Father, thank you for us being in the house of God. What a privilege and an honor that we could see your hand at work amongst men in your spirit and in your grace. Thank you that we celebrate the perfect man, Jesus Christ. Thank you that we worship him as God. And we thank you for the sacrifice on the cross that has purchased for us redemption and salvation. We pray that you would fill us with your spirit, O oh God. Fill us with your word. Allow your grace to abound towards us, that your word would be a seed, a good seed planted in good hearts that will give forth good fruit, O oh God. Allow your word to be a lamp unto our feet, that we might not stumble. Allow your word to make the foolish man wise, as we not only he be hearers of your word, but doers also, God. We pray, O oh God, that we would be a light in this world, that we would be those who are at the forefront of your salvation unto lost and corrupt men. Allow your kingdom to come and your will to be done. Allow us to see your glory grow as the noonday sun arises till its perfect time, O oh God. Remove darkness in our lives. Allow us to prosper and be promoted in your purposes, O oh God. For we know this morning that the blessing of the Lord is one that makes one wealthy and adds no sorrow. That we might do things your ways. That we might have your understanding, your insight. So that we might know what our inheritance is in the things of God. Bless your word and prosper it in the heart of your people this morning. And all those that hear this message, may it also deliver the blessing that comes with it in Jesus name amen amen and amen for the last four weeks we've been thoroughly covering uh, pastor appreciation um, uh, this thing about giving value to these men that God has chosen we have just read Hebrews chapter 5 verses 1 through 3 where it says that every man appointed uh, by God to live as a high priest um, Hebrews 5.1, every high priest taken from among men, God in a multitude of men grabs one and appoints him to be a man in things pertaining to God so that he might be able to transact and commerce the things of the kingdom. You should be in relationship with these men. They will teach you the wisdom of God. They will correct you. They will instruct you. Verse 2, they are filled with weaknesses so they can have compassion on ignorant and astray men. This verse God gave me when I was wondering what this whole calling to be a pastor was. It's to deal with ignorant and men who go astray. That's why we're never tired of being here for those that keep on coming back. This is our job. People that do things ignorantly and are going astray. Why? We also are filled with weaknesses. We also have these issues in our life. So Romans 13 verse 1 says, Let every soul be subject to these governing authorities. Come underneath their leadership, for there is no authority, there's no man in this position, except those that God has appointed, and those authorities that exist have been placed there by Coca-Cola. IBM, corporate America, the government. No! These men have been placed there by God. And since God has put them in that capacity, those who listen to them will benefit. Verse 2 says, whoever resists these leaders, resists the order of God. 
My Lord, who wants to be out of order? Uh, we, we have this whole, we're so loved because we continue to remind people of the order of God. And people don't like that. Those who resist will bring calamity, judgment on themselves. You're just bringing trouble on yourselves when you are forsaking those leaders God has put in your life. Verse 3, for rulers are not there to scare people who do good things, but they're there for those who do wrong things. Do you want to be unafraid of the leader? Then do good. And you will have a thumbs up. You will have praise from them. What Robert just got was praise. Why? Because he's able, after 10 years of being here at church, uh, maybe a little bit longer, he's able, 14 years at church, he's able to reap the benefits of having, listen, you guys, you know the tons of, he says, strict family, strict church, strict highway patrols. And, and, and he's walked in the discipline. He's walked in the instruction. Um, and so he inherits praise. We give him honor. We celebrate his life. Uh, we're going to take him out to the police supply store and get him whatever he wants uh, as a gift from this church to him. We're going to give him an AK-47. We're going to put a lot of bullets in it. Uh, Police lives matter, Robert. That's what we believe here. Hallelujah. Um, so we'll get him the flashlight. We'll get him the best flashlight. Waterproof. Uh, he'll go submarine. He'll do what? We're going to hook you up, brother. Uh, okay. So we're going to celebrate those who honor what God has done. And those who have issue, they, they're just traumatized. <laughs> They're always having issue. And God has already set up a system of praise. And I'll tell you why. 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, Because God allows us always to be led. Look what it says. Thanks be to God who always, say with me, always. Always. Always leads us to triumph in Christ. Always leads us. Who does God use to lead? Following the leader, the leader, the leader, following the leader, wherever he... Listen, God leads us always to triumph when we follow the leader. And God has given us leaders. And if this was a Christian church, the amens will be resounding in the temple. There's leaders God has given you. And what, what does a leader do? He leads. He points the way. He, he, he allows you to know what, um, so there it is. He always leads us to triumph through his leaders. Don't think you'll ever get to triumph and victory jumping the leader. So, you know, diverting the leader. That's not God's plan. He constantly provides leaders to his people. If you were part of the men's group, when we went through the book of Judges, you would have read our favorite verse in the book of Judges was Judges 2.16. This was the men's favorite verse throughout all the chapters in the book of Judges. Nevertheless, the Lord raised up leaders who would deliver his people out of the hands of those who harmed them. What does God do? He raises up leaders. Whenever there wasn't a leader... People were affected. They were harmed. But whenever God raised up leaders, it would be to deliver them, 
his people out of the hand of those who were bringing harm. We tell all the women that, that get proposed, uh, will you marry me? And then this is the famous response, ready, go talk to my pastor. See, that's the dreaded words of a man when he hears that a woman has accountability to filter out these thugs these degenerates that don't have jobs and they have studied nothing and they want a princess so the princess could feed them and work hard for them verse 18 look what it says we're going fast we have one minute and when the Lord raised up leaders for them the Lord was with the leader the Lord raises up a leader to back up a leader and delivered his people out of the hands of all that wanted to do harm to them, of their enemies, all the days of the judge. For the Lord was moved by compassion, by their groaning because of those that oppressed them and harmed them, harassed them. The Lord brings you refreshing through leadership. You avoid leadership, you're headed for uh, difficult times and so here first Samuel chapter 12 we read this last week when God appoints Samuel to lead his people he reminds them remember how God continued to raise up leaders for you first Samuel 12 11 he says to them you guys know God's game plan God's game plan is the Lord sent you Jerubabel, then he sent you Badan, then he sent you Hafta and Samuel to deliver you out of the hands of your enemies on every side. So you might dwell safely, but we don't like leaders. We think they meddle. Meddlers, meddlers, meddlers. Um, they get involved in, in things they're not invited to. When does a witch not want a leader around when she wants to do her occult practice, manipulation? darkness she wants to forthright um, it's powerful how um, when there's a leader there you have the righteousness of God you have the light of God you have the counsel of God and this is God's game plan and and again um, can somebody find their way without a leader no in the desert with Moses they spent 40 years going around in circles it took 11 days to get to the promised land. Why would somebody in God's green earth take 40 years on an 11-day trip? Because they weren't listening to God. So he finally got to the book of Joshua. And Joshua's people, they were the sons of those that died in the desert. And they told Joshua this, listen, since we figured out that we can't get to the promised land without a leader, where God has promised us the flow of milk and honey, whoever disobeys you will kill him. We're tired of being in the desert. How many people are tired of it? All the women, should calm down. I know the women are like, amen, pastor. Listen. Milk and honey, prosperity, promotion, peace, joy is what God has to lead you into. And you're going around in circles in the desert. You're not getting to where God has appointed you to because you have decided that you will not ask for directions. That's the dilemma of men. Right? We're not going to stop. Uh, one day I went into three states because my wife would say, could you ask for directions? I know where I'm going. I know where I'm going. I know where I'm going. Man, we went through Tennessee. We went through Kansas. We went through Mississippi. And I would not ask for directions. That was many years ago. <laughs> Leaders will lead to triumph. Leaders will lead you in the way you should go. 
First Samuel 12, 11, we read, uh, he said, the Lord already sent you all these leaders. How many leaders are you going to burn up to deliver you out of your problems on every side so you dwell in peace? When you don't follow a leader, you're going to have to find an imitation. First Samuel 28, some chapters down the road, uh, Saul would decide that he's not going to follow the man of God. He's not going to wait for Samuel. He's taking too long. And so he goes out and offers sacrifices and does it his own way. Uh, Samuel says, you've done, acted crazy. You've put yourself in place of God's leader. You should have waited. So now in 1 Samuel 28, 7, Saul is looking for a witch. Because if you're going to burn up God's leader, you now have to go find a leader. And so he couldn't, Samuel says, God told me not to tell you the way anymore because you won't listen to him. So he says, find me a woman who is a witch, a medium, that I might go to her and inquire of her. I'm not going to listen to the pastor, but give me a good santera. Give me a good madrina. Give me a good babalao. Give me some, somebody who, you know, somebody who will tell me the way I should go. A great accountant. Um, and inquire of her and his servant said to him in fact there is a woman who is a medium a witch and she's in indoor she's in a territory and second timothy 4 3 says the last days will be filled with people that do not want sound doctrine they don't want leaders they want to follow their own lust and they will point their own leaders they will not endure sound teaching not according to their but according to their desires they will have itching ears and they will heap for themselves their own leaders pick your own leader you know why it's hard to be a leader in this day jeremiah 38 verse 1 they said to jeremiah tell us what the lord has spoken tell us what the lord has spoken the son shepha the son of mata gadaliah the son of pasher Hukal, the son of Shelomon, Pasher, the son of Malachi, heard the words that Jeremiah had spoken to all the people, saying, what did he say to them? What did God's leader speak to God's people? Verse 2. Here's the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, he who remains in the city shall die by the sword. If you continue to act that way, you're going to have judgment. There's going to be no provision. There's going to be famine. You're not going to receive blessing. They'll be pestilent. But he who goes over to the Chaldeans shall live. His life shall be as a prize. He will be rewarded to him. And he shall live. The word of the Lord came to God's people. They didn't like what he says. So in verse 3, he says, Thus says the Lord, The city shall surely be given to the hand of the king of Babylon, which shall be taken. So the man of God was saying, Listen, God has already intended these plans. And here's their response in verse 4. What would somebody say after receiving the Lord's advice through the Lord's leader? So therefore, the princess said to the king, please let this man be put to death. Let's kill the pastor. For this, he weakens the hands of the men of war. We want to go out and do battle. We want to do our own thing. And this guy keeps on telling us that it is not going to go well with us. So let's just kill him. And the hands of all the people by speaking that such words to them for this man does not seek the welfare of the people but their harm there's some people that says oh pastor every time you give me a word it's a wrong word listen to me it's probably because you're living a wrong life and so this is what we're put up against and we get phone calls all the time I got a phone call this week pastor I've decided this and I want to come over to you so you give me a thumbs up so I could go blessed and I'm like listen to me that's not the way you do it you don't make a decision and then come looking for advice. 
You don't make a decision and then come looking for the counsel of God. Because 99.9% of the time, the counsel of God will be totally contrary to what you conjured up in your flesh and in your desire. You think according to what you feel, what you want. And this is not about feeling and wanting. This is about listening to God and obeying. Amen. Obeying God. Obeying is better than sacrifice. How many men like to obey? Uh, kill the pastor. He doesn't want my wife to work. Of course I don't want your wife to work. My Bible says that if you treat your wife like you want God to treat you, we won't go there. Let's not go there. I've been saying this for 18 years. If a man did what God called him to do, the wives would be at the spa having a great time. And all the women say, amen. That's the sign of having a man next to you. He's laying down his life for your benefit. Christ says that we're to cease of all our works. I'm the bride of Christ. I don't work anymore because he paid the price. That's too, that, that just went, woo. Prosperity is God's game plan for a man who submits, who obeys, who listens. Not for a man who comes up with his own ideas. God confounds the wise and he hides from the wisdom of men. These, these are all dynamics of the kingdom. I didn't bring this stuff up. This is what God says. But we want to kill the messenger. We want to kill the pastor. When I read uh, Psalm 65, verse 4, it says, Blessed is the man who you chose to cause him to dwell in your courts. And the reason why God calls a man, blessed is the man you choose. God has chosen a pastor and caused him that he might dwell in the courts of God, in God's presence all day long. All day long, I'm meditating on God. I'm meditating on His Word. Uh, some pastors are, oh, oh, not pastors, there's some gentleman says, well, I would be a pastor as good as you if I had all that time to be with God. That's a wicked thought. That's a wicked thought because the truth of the matter is that God put me in this place, not for myself. And He says it here, blesses the man you caused to dwell in your presence all day long so that we might be satisfied with the goodness of the house. The man of God is there for your prosperity. I'm going to say it again. The man of God, God has chosen to bring into the house of God. He says, Joaquin, get out of all your affairs. You come here, and I want you to be in my house full time for the benefit of all those people that have a heart to listen to my counsel. That have a heart to live the way I want them to live. And so when I saw this verse, I said, wow, this is, this is amazing how God has a system blessed this man you chose to come and dwell in the house. What, what if these pastors decided like, like, was it Kenny that says he would throw the towel a long time ago if it wasn't the refreshing of the Lord? Absolutely, because we serve the interests of other people. We don't, we, don't, we don't serve our own interests. We're here in the house of God full time. Our kids think that this is their, their camp away from home. They, they're like, Dad, why don't you just buy me double beds and put them back there so we can... They live here. Our kids were grown up in the house listen one of the things about my kids and I say this all the time they've never they've never asked me to leave the house of God they've never said hey we've been here too long already let's go never they stay here to Sunday five o'clock even while I was a full-time lawyer full-time and three four five o'clock in the afternoon um, on Sundays and my kids would they would just sit there and wait and wait and, and that's a gift of God to all of us, to all, us that are in ministry and to you that we serve. And so this is God's doing. 
God has done this and he's done it well and I praise him for, for having established that order that he might dwell in this house of yours so that we would be satisfied with the goodness of your house with the resources that fall in your temple that's why God does this I love Exodus chapter 17 and this is the greatest illustration that you'll ever find in the Bible for the representation of a man of God. It says in chapter 17 of Exodus verse 10, Joshua did as Moses told him, and he went against his enemies. So Joshua is listening to the man of God. And then Moses and Aaron, Moses, Aaron and her went up to the top of the hill. So they're sitting at the top of a hill, and they're looking at Joshua on the battle. And God sees you in the battle down there against the Amalekites, all the opposition, the adversity. God is witnessing. He has a man of God there in the mountain sitting in a high place where he could see things. He could evaluate things. But for all of a sudden, it says, so it came, verse 11. They went to the top of the hill. Verse 11 says, so it was when Moses held up his hands that the people prevailed. And when his hands would fall, the enemy would prevail. When the leader has, Moses has his hands up and he's strong and he's like reaching the heavens and he's commanding blessing upon the house of God, there's victory, there's triumph. Man of God gets tired, he's like, I, uh, honey, yeah, we got to go to church. I don't want to go to church. Well, why don't you want to go to church? Other people don't say hi to me. Well, why don't I say hi to you? I don't know. They're, they're stuffy people. They're jerks. I don't want to go to that place no more. If you give me one good reason to go to church, let's go to the beach. Let's go to the park. Let's go anywhere but church this morning. Give me one good reason I should go to church. And the wife says, because you're the pastor. Because <laughs> you're the pastor. I often ask the men that don't come to church, what if I decided to do the same thing you did? What type of church would this be? It would be a mess. But God has appointed these men to raise up their hands, and I praise God for our staff, our support team, our surrounding, the people who have been here forever. The Bible says as, so what, let's go back to Exodus, please. Watch what happens. When he had his hands up, the people of God prevailed. When his hands were down, uh, Amalek prevailed. Verse 12. So it was that Moses' hands became heavy. So they took a stone and put it under him. So they sat him down and he sat on it. And Aaron and Hur began to lift his hands, one on one side, the other on the other side. And as his hands were steady until the sun went down, they said, As long as this man is enthusiastic about raising his hands to God for our benefit, we will prosper. And as long as, and it says that when his hands were up, because these two men supported his hands on each side, verse 13, Joshua had the victory over Amimelech and the people with the sword as they fought their battles and they were in tune with God. Keep this always in your mind with respect to pastor appreciation. As long as you're refreshing the man of God, he has a word from God for your life. It's a blessing. Um, some men says, uh, uh, we will we have God in our church to make sure that our pastor doesn't become prideful and we have the board of deacons to make sure he does not become rich we'll keep him poor 
because we're not going to pay our tithes and our offering. Pastor, you uh, get a good transportation for you. Make sure your, your family never eats at a restaurant. Make sure that you don't wear clothes. Listen to me. That's straight from the pit of hell. I wouldn't want to pastor people like that at all. Um, last year, our house burned down. And we got here, we got here with Walmart clothes. We'll, we'll do that. We don't have an issue. But then somebody ran and bought us three suits. They said, not our pastor. Our pastor's not going to go, no, we're going to provide. We're going to bless. We're going to support. We're going to refresh our pastor. He lost all his clothes. We'll, we'll dress him. So in that regards, we have a super powerful uh, assembly of people that have supported us from day one uh, with supernatural support to our family. We have never missed a mortgage payment, a light payment, a car payment, a food payment. We've never, we've had abundance in this place for a long time. It's directly the result of the people that have this concept, that understand how to lift up the pastor's hands. Um, and, the, and these people are blessed out of their socks. Um, we were talking about Verghese. That, I got your email. Uh, we go to Verghese's house. He wanted to bless the pastors with a meal on Tuesday night. And he says, Pastor, we're presenting our immigration papers, and it takes four months. Not if your man of God is praying. He got his papers already. It took one month. Four months. He says, none of our friends have ever gotten their paperwork before four months. That doesn't exist. And, and you have to pay an expediting fee. And they didn't pay no expediting fee, but they blessed the man of God and his family, and they got their, 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 their response already within a month. And, and they recognize that it's not, this is not abracadabra, hubabra, but they recognize the open heavens over their life. They understand the power of God's faithfulness as they walk in these truths. So there it is. Um, these, these illustrations are there. Uh, I brought a picture of the high priest. This is the high priest that God appointed over his people. He had uh, priestly garments. You see them? He looks like a chef over at uh, Macaroni Grill. Um, he has a hat. He has a crown. He has a vest. On the vest, he has 12 stones right here on his heart. And those 12 stones represents one each tribe of Israel, 12 tribes, because God wants close to his leader's heart, his people. And up on the side there on his shoulders, he has two stones, onyx stones, and they have six names carved on the onyx stone here of six tribes and six tribes. So the man of God is carrying the burdens of God's people in prayer, in supplication, in embrace, in compassion, and in support. Just a, a multitude of things. And why? Because God directly appointed these men to serve his people. And, and the Bible says when they did not serve their people well, that God would kill them. The, the high price. Uh, somebody came up to me about 10 years ago and says, Pastor, you're the head of the church. You get to do whatever you want. I'm like, yeah, right. I'm, I'm like, I have a sword on my neck. The judgment of God if I fool around with the things of God. Because God doesn't play. It's a, it's a, it's a horrible and, and, and a very uh, fearful thing to be in the presence of God. Now, if, if this was religion, there would be no problem. If I was, I was part of uh, just, uh, just going, playing church and stuff like that, I would have no issues. But when you're standing before God, let me tell you something. God knows how to deal with those people that are playing games in his presence. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 10, and we'll finish with this. Thank you for that long minute. It says that he who descended, talking about Jesus, also the one who ascended far above all the heavens. That the one that went to the lowest hell and then went to the highest heaven 
in order that he might fill all things. He needed to have a nexus between what heaven had to offer and what hell is challenging, all the, the, the lowest low, the highest high. He's going to fill this gap. What does he do? Verse 11. He gave us gifts. He himself gave gifts, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. The leadership of the body of Christ was given to us that we might be able to receive everything that God gives us to go to heaven and everything that keeps us from the devil's hell. And that, that middle man uh, with respect to the administration of all these affairs. Now, uh, somebody might overstep these bounds with respect to since we've been talking about the priest um, well where's Jesus in all this listen to me he's the head over the body he is the chief shepherd over all shepherds so so don't play funny with with that reality the fact that Jesus is the chief shepherd and he is the one mediator between God and men does not mean that you discount the leaders that lead to triumph and says, and these leaders will lead until, let's go to verse 12, equipping the saints, giving you the tools for serving to edify the body of Christ, to grow up. Verse 13, till we all come to the full unity of the faith, to the knowledge of the Son of God, so that we are perfect men in the measure, stature, and fullness of Christ. Verse 14, so we're no longer immature. No longer children tossed to and fro, going around in circles. Um, the wheels on the bus go round and round, round and round. See, you're going to be going in circles unless you follow in the leader, the leader. Let's stand today. Lord, I thank you for this word. It's a timely word for my life. It's a timely word for the congregation as we finish out the month of October, Pastor Appreciation. Lord, we, we have one more day. To be convinced, oh God, about this principle in your word. Uh, our children do well in seeing parents that fear God and honor those who honor is due. We pray that you would bless this word in our hearts, that we might celebrate the house of God. Lord, we curse the moment we thought about living life without leaders. We already said the other day that anything with two heads is a monster. We don't want to have two double-minded scenarios. We don't want to fight, Lord, with respect to uh, adhering to the lust of the flesh and then following the spirit, oh God. Give us one head. Give us a strong leadership. Give us one, one man uh, that would rise up in our generation to have the counsel of God. The breath of God is the one that gives us understanding into our spirit that we might not err and go astray and live a life of ignorance, O oh God. Thank you for appointing these leaders in our midst, O oh God. Uh, allow us to understand their high call to dwell in the courts of God, that we might be satisfied with your goodness. We give you thanks for your spirit over Spring of Life Fellowship and its leadership, O oh God. We give you thanks for every one of the church plants that we have, that this blessing and anointing of leadership would flow all the way down and through uh, the garments, O oh God, all the way down to the feet, O oh God. Allow our children to establish homes where they honor their husbands, where they honor, Father God, the leaders uh, that you have appointed over their lives, O oh God. 
that we not worship these leaders, but that we celebrate and honor them. In Jesus' name we pray, and the house of God says amen, amen, and amen. Greet one another in the love of the Lord. Men's meeting tomorrow night at 8 p.m., Casa de Clarita. Also, Clara's house for the women. Hallelujah.